Welcome to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, a New York City lawyer and former lobbyist who left my career in New York to discover my own definition of success. To me, that looked like time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. So I started a contract template shop online for entrepreneurs, started earning passive income, and took my life on the road traveling the world. Today, I help online entrepreneurs learn the legal side of business, like how to negotiate contracts, how to network and how to protect your brand, but I also help busy business owners with tips and tricks I've learned along the way from marketing and sales online, which has earned me four times more in passive income than I've ever earned at a New York City firm. Tune in each week for trainings and talks about living life on your own terms to make your success non-negotiable. Let's get into today's conversation. Welcome back to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, and I'm back after yet another hiatus. I don't know why, even though creating podcasts is my favorite. Oh my God, my door is open. Hold on. Oh my God, how long has that been open? These fucking doors. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why it's so hard for me to be consistent with creating podcast content when it's my favorite type of content to create. Same with creating email newsletters. I really love designing them and sending them out, but it's been like a year since I've sent one. So, and then I feel like that person that comes back and then I'm like, hey guys, remember me? And it's just crickets or, you know, that fear of then sending out the first email and then seeing all the unsubscribes, even though it doesn't really matter because if people don't want to be there, they're not going to want to be there. And also I know that whatever emails I will send will have a ton of value since I'm not a like quantity over quality person. Anyway, I'm back with another episode. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that's really been on my mind lately, not only with some of my legal clients, but a book I've been reading also. And um, just things I've noticed in my life as I've uh, signed on some new clients this week and whatnot. And that is the difference between the business owners and the content creators, whatever you want to call yourself, like whatever industry you're in, this is relevant to you. The difference between the business owners who are successful and happy and love what they do and those that are bitter and resentful and complain about their clients, complain about their work is one thing. And that is the people who are happy and successful are the people who ask for what they want. And not only that, they ask for more than what they want because whether or not they know it, they're pretty well-versed and skilled in negotiation. Negotiation can be something that you can study and it could be very academic and you could go to law school or go to business school or have all the sales training, formal training in the world. But for other people, it also comes really uh, intuitively and something that is a common thread between the people who are successful and whether or not they realize it or not is that they're, they have good negotiation skills and it comes down to clearly asking for what you want and asking for more than what you want so that if the other person isn't just like a lay down and tells you yes, 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 and they come back and they push back a little bit, at least you're still walking away with what you want and not something that's uh, leaving you with a chip on your shoulder because you're not getting what you want. 
I'm going to use content creation and brand deals as an example for you. So for example, let's say you're a photographer or some kind of content creator and you have a pitch that you're putting out to a brand or a client and you have this creative concept that you want to do, but it would require you to be in this really cool location. And a lot of times you might need permits to shoot in a certain location, especially when you show up with like your professional camera gear. I don't know how many people know this, but it's something that I didn't really know until I got into the industry that like you can't go to a lot of the hotels and restaurants that you see people creating content on on Instagram with your like your Canon or your Sony camera and like your professional photography gear uh, the same way you could pull out your iPhone and shoot content. There's a line that a lot of these places that have beautiful aesthetics uh, will draw in the sand where you have to pay for a permit to shoot quote unquote commercial photography, even though like a lot of people get away with shooting on their phone for commercial purposes. So even in the place where I did my brand shoot, it's a hotel and a cafe uh, right here in Sayulita. I'm friendly with the owner. So I had negotiated with him a way to not have to pay that licensing fee when I had my, uh, or that permit fee when I had my shoot there because I arranged for the, um, the, the media team to be staying at the hotel and I booked a little staycation at the hotel and I brought in uh, more customers for him because then two of our friends came down and, and stayed at the hotel. So I was able to negotiate and get it so that I didn't have to pay I think it was like $500 in that fee. And then I noticed like another time I was there with two of my friends and we were just having lunch at a cafe, like shooting the shit. And my friend pulled out her Canon and like the staff actually came up to us and were like, no, you have to like put it away. And it's just funny because she used to do the social media for that restaurant. And like, obviously they have access to my photos which like whether or not they really have the right to use them or not like they've reposted my stuff that I've done for their brands plural all the time and it's like they still wouldn't they were like not that we expected special treatment okay a little bit we expected fucking special treatment I mean we've we've done so much in terms of content and and business and whatnot for them uh and social media but like they were like no you have to put it away so it's like it's it's something that unless you know and you've experienced how strict certain places are, they actually are pretty strict with this. So for example, if you're that photographer or a content creator and you have to bring in a photographer, whatever it is, you know, you have to factor these things into your costs for the concepts that you're pitching and, and offering to these brands or these clients or whatever it is. And a lot of times people are not going to want to hear that. They're not going to want to hear that, okay, not only is your rate already thousands of dollars, but then on top of that, you have all these add-on fees. But I'm sorry, it's just the way that business works. So from a content creator standpoint or the person who's pitching, this is what you should do. You should bake in that fee into your fee that you're proposing to the brand. So for example, if you know that there's going to be a permit fee for the location and you know that you're going to have to bring on another person to shadow you so that you can get iPhone content in addition to the, uh, you know, professional camera gear content and you know that you uh, want to have a certain quality of, let's say, 
um, props or clothes or whatever for the wardrobe and you know that it's going to require you to travel and stay in a hotel or have certain, uh, you know, different locations. It's like going to be all day shoot and you want your meals paid for and everything like that. That's all valid and fair. So bake some of that into your rate. Go to the brand and say, okay, my rate is, let's say 5,000, which would cover that if that's what it is. And then you could say, but this is not including the rate for the permitting fee, the hotel, lodging, the meals, whatever it is. You'd be surprised at how many people just say yes to also giving you the additional fees because they're not well-versed in negotiation. They're not the ones that are comfortable saying no. So they're just going to say yes because they're not expecting that when you come to the table, you're asking for more than what you need because when you ask for more than what you need, if they say yes, that's amazing. Now you have all this new confidence and this new benchmark for what your quote unquote value or your worth is and you have this extra profit or this extra money to spend and invest in the quality of your work. Worst case scenario, they say no, you can either walk away from the deal depending on how they say it, or you now have a little bit of a safety net built into your rates that you don't need to compromise the quality of work too much. And you could say, okay, well, in that case, we're going to have to shoot in XYZ place. This is going to affect the concept and you give them options, which is another negotiation strategy, giving them options so that they feel like they are in the position of power. So it's really important that you ask for more than what you want. This way, if someone says no, you're not feeling like you're getting the shit under the stick. Because could you imagine you only put in your rate, like let's say $1,000 or something, and then it's going to cost you $500 to get a permit to shoot at a certain place, and then you need to take a full day off of other projects and travel two hours to get to the spot, and it's you know now you have meals you have to pay for where maybe you would have been eating at home opportunity costs because you could have been working and editing on other projects, right? Uh, You have travel costs obviously associated. Now you're going to feel bitter. Now you're going to feel resentful. And now you're going to walk away like feeling just, yeah, bitter and resentful and not feeling and channeling that successful, I'm business savvy, I'm worth it energy that really requires, that's really required for you to get to the next level. So always ask for more than what you want. And I'm honestly shocked. I'm reading a book uh, called The Four Seasons or Four Seasons about the guy who started The Four Seasons. And I was in like utter disbelief about how many just random lines in the story about how he started that empire. He just like would go into random places and ask people to loan him money before he knew anything about the hotel business or even anything about construction at all. He would just go up to people and ask them for something point blank. And people would just trust his character and say yes, or he would get no's, and then he would come back like four years later, he would keep in touch with them. He flew to London like for over the course of four years just to get dinner and lunch with this guy, this rich guy who had a connection to a big company he wanted to work with until eventually the guy was like, okay, we'll do business with you. So you just have to ask for what you want. You have to put yourself out there, not be afraid to say no, because it's that kind of like, what is that word? Gutspo, no. Gutspo, what is it? Gutspo, I don't know. That word. It's that like 
that, that balls, for lack of a better term. You got to have that balls. You got to have those balls to like ask for what you want. And then you're not going to be, you're going to be told no, but eventually you're going to be told yes. And whether you believe in law of attraction or manifestation or the secret or whatever it is, and you think that people are just going to hand shit to you in a silver platter, like this aligns with that because you can't only just ask the universe for what you want. You have to go out and ask people for what you want too. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like you could just pray and pray and pray and expect something to fall into your lap. That might happen once in a while based on luck, based on miracles, but if you want it to be your consistent stream of consciousness and that steady stream of luck, then you need to go out and ask for what you want. There are so many people who do not have a problem asking for what they want. They're not afraid, they're not afraid of embarrassing themselves because it's actually not that embarrassing. Men do it all the time. Why are we afraid to do it? And also, it's something that will have people respect you more because at least you're asking for what you want and then you're giving them you're inviting the other person to also counter and explain what they want so it opens up a conversation and that's what a really great negotiation is it's about learning information about the other side learning what they want versus what you can offer them and both walking away you know feeling happy there's a quote that like i forget if it's from getting to yes which is a book about negotiation that i've read like five times or if it's from something else but it's basically like you know it's a good negotiation if you both walk away feeling unhappy but I totally disagree I think it's a good negotiation if you go in asking for more than what you want and then leaving with at least what you want if not more This also happened in my business recently. I had someone book a 30-minute consult call and the issue was regarding a contract dispute that they had (coughs) with a former team member. Without getting into too much detail, I'll just say we had that conversation. I assisted them with everything. But then I pointed out flaws in their contract that might require them to upgrade their contract and avoid this situation in the future as they want to grow and scale and bring on more contractors given that this person was also a they got the job from being a former client of theirs I had mentioned that I also wanted to see their client contract because there could be something in there that would be able to prevent this from happening again (coughs) I'm just getting over a sickness I don't feel like pausing and like whatever so I'm just gonna keep rolling with it I haven't had a cough in years. Like, who gets a cough these days? I guess a lot of people get coughs. Um, Anyway, trying not to choke on my LaCroix. I had mentioned to them, you know, they said, okay, well, if I want to get a custom contract, how much would that cost? And I gave them the... And this is something I always used to do is I would always say like, well, the most cost effective way is to do X, Y, Z, because that used to be my sales strategy. Hey, I'm just like you. I'm a bootstrapper in my business. Let me help you with the most cost effective way that you can get quality results and I'll save you money. And then guarantee, like in my mind, it would guarantee a yes, because I'm like, oh, well, I'm helping you save money. That wasn't always working out the way that I had anticipated it would. 
But in this way, I gave them the option of saving money. And then I said, but you know, and this one's more cost effective. It's definitely high ticket, high touch. I have VIP days. And for you know, $5,000, let's say, you can get all the contracts reviewed. We can come up with like scripts so that you don't have to um, have a 30-minute call with me every time you want to go over how to respond to someone who's like acting a fool. And in the long run, it'll save your, your company a lot of money and legal fees and a lot of time and a lot of headaches. And they were immediately like, yes, that's the one. That's the one I want. I must have had like a look of like disbelief in my mind because, you know, I was just on the phone with this person for 30 minutes. It's not like I had a pre-existing relationship with them. I wasn't expecting almost like a cold sell to go so well, but I gave this person options as to whether you wanted the cost effective way or whether you wanted something that is more of an investment, but it's definitely going to give you a return on your investment, right? And they emailed me back over the weekend on a Saturday being like, yeah, I just got the green light because they weren't, you know, the CEO of the company. They were like, I just got the green light. Let's move forward, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, damn, if I didn't ask for what I wanted, which is aligning with these companies, I saw this company as someone who might be a prospective client that's perfect for this package. But Like if I didn't give them the option of buying this high ticket package, which is really what I want to sell more of, then they wouldn't have just like gone on my website and looked at it and bought it. They would have just gone the cost effective route. And then I probably wouldn't hear from them for another year or two after that because, you know, I do have a lot of returning clients, but they don't like luckily a lot of my clients don't need me all the time because I help craft really quality contracts that help avoid a lot of problems for them, right? So I was pleasantly surprised and I believe it really is. Another book I'm reading is called Conscious Luck and it's all about like deciding that you are a lucky person and I haven't gotten super far in that book yet, but I can guarantee that one of the things in there is probably like asking for what you want. So that is my little motivational spiel today. Uh, two book recommendations in there, Conscious Luck and Four Seasons. I've been loving both of those reads lately. I've been reading a lot, um, probably like one to two books a week for the, the summer. And I've just been like such a little bookworm like I was back in the day when I was a child, um, which is like super antisocial and reading books all the time. So I've been loving it. I've been learning a lot and going to share some more of my learnings here with you on the podcast. Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me a DM if you've ever read either of those books, if there's something that you would like to ask for but you're afraid of we can chat about it and chat about like a great way for you to practice your negotiation skills i'm happy to be a sounding board for you uh to be honest with you i haven't really been on instagram been active as much in the past few months as i used to be and my dms are kind of crickets so would love to hear from you i try to get back to everyone of course there's some things in there that 
I just miss and I hate how Instagram kind of like removes the notification if you wait more than a day to respond. So if you have DM me and I haven't responded, just send me a ping, send me a follow up and I'd be happy to chat with you. And yeah, happy to help you kind of practice and hone your negotiation skills. You can ask for what you want, ask for more than what you want and walk away happy so that you're a successful business owner too. All right, I'll see you in the next one.